When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from iLikeYou.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at iLikeYou.com. Now, let's get started. I'm Tracy Koga, with something short and fun. This is a Hugh Soundbite. Hi. Hi. <laughs> hey, there you are. Okay, so first off, um, do I call you Prism or Jarrell? Yeah, it's Prism. Uh, Jarrell works too, whatever you want. Um, but yeah, PRZM is Prism. It's pronounced Prism. Prism. Thank yeah. you. That was that was my biggest thing. It's like, oh, how does he pronounce this? And what do I call him? And everything. No. Um, well, welcome. Welcome to Thank Hugh. You. And uh, hey, it's the it's the new norm, I guess. I know. I know. It's crazy yeah. times now. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and I I confess, EDM electronic music or whatever um, is a new realm for me. But I know that it's super popular, and I know that uh, your publicist, when your publicist Carrie had sent out uh, the press release, and I'm going, oh my god, he's a Winnipeg guy. This is yeah. crazy, and how big you are. Um, uh, you know what? Congratulations, number one. Thank you. But, thank okay, you. so this is might be like peeling away the onion of Prism or whatever, and, and what actually how you came to be where you are today, and also a lot too. Um, it's heavy times right now. Very much and, so. Yes. Uh, I want to kind of feel, I guess, your vibe, whatever, musically speaking, but also personally speaking on how this genre of music um, maybe can really speak out and reach out to a, a lot of people and maybe how it's changed too as well. Because I know that it's a lot like bring people together, dance, you know, celebrate, let's go crazy, party. Um, that's all changed, right? I think. Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of bookings this summer lined up, like some of my mm -hmm. biggest bookings to date that were um, just totally like hit with a brick wall, you know, like it was out of left field. No one knew what was even happening for those first few months. Like yeah. is this stuff going to get canceled? You know, it was just a lot of looming things and a lot of should I be canceling flights? Should I not be canceling flights? And uh, yeah, it just all kind of hit with one big sweep. It was just like cancel, cancel, cancel. And uh we uh, unfortunately might not get a summer with live music in Canada, which is really frustrating, but uh, you know, I'm just hoping for the best. In Manitoba, we're pretty lucky right now. Things are starting to reopen. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm hoping that we're gonna get some sort of you know, ability to share music live uh, at some oh. point this year, yeah. Uh, I mean, it'd be so wonderful. So I guess take me back, uh, Prisma, to how even a Winnipeg kid, I, I know that you weren't born here, but I guess definitely raised here on the prairies, on how you got into this genre of music. I mean, like, we're like folk, rock, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, so songwriter. <laughs> I can even, I can even, I even have ties to that, right? So even just going back to the, you know, the word prism, um, that basically is my my stage name because of my favorite album of all time, hands down. You'll never, you know, change my mind on this. Is Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. That's like my yes. all time. You can't like if I if I'm on, stuck on a desert island, I only have one access to one disc. Dark Side, no question. <laughs> Um, so I was, you know, traditionally into, you know, classic rock and I, you can't see them now, but I've got some guitars like up on the wall. So I was playing guitar. Um, but basically what happened was I was in and out of bands. I couldn't really find a group of guys that wanted to commit. Um, and then I discovered these electronic sounds and these, you know, these, these electronic noises being produced by, um, some bass artists and one notably Skrillex. I think everyone's heard of oh, him. Yes. He was kind of that guy that really, you know, made me switch lanes in that uh, in that regard. So, you know, when I saw that Skrillex came from this background of rock and roll, his, he originally was in a band called From First to Last, and then he, you know, shifted into electronic music, and I was just like, I was amazed at these crazy sounds coming out of the speakers. I was like, wow, you know, if he can do this, I can do this, right? So I totally shifted gears. Um, I bought, you know, my first DAW. I started dabbling and playing around with it. I was still playing guitar, so I was kind of like recording myself and just, you know, figuring out how to use these things. Um, and then uh, it kind of just snowballed into, you know, me um, DJing from there. So once I got, like, it was first production, and then I got into the DJing thing. And as I was DJing, I started buying more gear, and I upgraded my computer. I started upgrading all my software. Um, and then I started taking it really seriously, kind of like 2014. Um, and that's when I started really putting out the music that I was making. Um, and as the, at the, I think Prism was around 2014 because I was going under a different name before, um, 2014, 15, somewhere in there. And, um, I started making connections outside of Winnipeg. That was really important because mm -hmm. it wasn't really big then it was there, but like no one, to my knowledge at that time, I didn't really know a lot of other producers. Right. Um, obviously that's changed now. There are so many talented people in the city and I, you know, definitely want to show them some love later on, but, um, yeah, the, uh, the, as I kind of grew and, and started collaborating with people locally and then collaborating with people um, outside of Winnipeg and growing that network, um, I think that big song for me was Echo, uh, which is, you know, one of my top played ones on Spotify right now. That's kind of where things started picking up and the Prism brand started picking up and uh, I started uh, getting noticed basically and just kind of kept going from there. Wow, I mean, hey, I guess it's like, you know, anybody else's story, I mean, putting the work in and, and doing the hard work and due diligence, but uh, I guess now looking at the whole music scene, uh, Prism, like, where do you see your genre, the electronic music going? And maybe because, you, you know, you're, you're a one-man show kind of thing, you know what I mean? Like, it's a lot cheaper and a oh, lot yeah. more economic than bringing a whole crew of 50 people and having a whole stage and everything like that. And um, yeah. I kind of think that this might be kind of like a, a tipping point for this genre. What do you Absolutely. think? Absolutely. So there's, there's definitely that aspect to it. And even now that everything's like, you know, moving towards these live streams and of course, most of my peers in the producer industry were all nerds. So we, we hopped on that right away and now we're all doing live streams. <laughs> Um, but even, yeah, going back to that point there, um, absolutely. Like, 
touring as a DJ is so different than touring as a band. And a lot of my peers that are touring, um, they're playing shows every weekend. And some of them even have day jobs. The ability to, for them to just fly back and then do their day job, and then on the weekends they go out and fly and do shows. And you don't, you're right, you don't have a crew of 20 people. The bigger guys, like the big guys, they have like a tour manager that comes with them. But even still, that's like two plane tickets. That's your only cost for travel, right? Right. Yeah. And, and so, um, yeah, in terms of how this genre is growing, I've definitely seen a massive jump in how many people are uh, enjoying electronic music. Even Summer of Sound, that festival, it's been growing yeah. from like a couple hundred to 2,000 to 3,000. I think last year they were approaching 5,000. It's just insane. You see that growth there, right? Um, in terms of my kind of genre that I make, it's still a little bit more underground. Um, it's not for everyone. I understand that. But um, I'm still happy that everyone, you know, listens to it. And I do make music all across the board, you know, in terms of the more chill stuff and user-friendly stuff, as I call it, or even the more <laughs> underground and experimental stuff that I'm premiering, uh, yeah. premiering now, yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. Okay, so we'll get to it, but Trenchant, like your new EP that's coming out. and Yeah. Um, it's a little darker, but I want to ask too, in this whole new bubble that we live in of isolation, I mean, I, I, I'm just thinking as an observer, you're used to that isolation when you create the music because it's all you, right? And sounds and creating, but this real isolation, has that affected you? How has that affected you or has it? It has definitely um, made things a little easier for me, actually. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot less distraction <laughs> and um, I was actually temporarily laid off for a little bit with this breakout. So I do have a day job as well right now. Um, so I actually had a lot more time and I, and during this time, I've just been creating, creating, creating. Um, so this piece that I've, uh, you know, been sitting on for quite some time now, I think um, get money and bounce it have been done for, I don't know, six, seven, eight months now. Um, so I'm putting it out now, but there's just a whole, whack of stuff that I'm sitting on and I can't wait to show everyone um, and I have quarantine to thank for that. Oh well hey yeah and yeah. I hope yeah I want to yeah I'm hopefully you're going to share your your secret well not all the secrets but <laughs> you actually compose and put things together. Uh, I do want to uh, also talk about uh, these digital or these virtual concerts now because yes. you're actually going to be doing one this weekend that's local here. Yes. So talk Hectic about events. that. Yeah, and talk about all of the artists and how how is that going to look like? Um, so we have some extremely talented event organizers, um, graphics people, uh, DJs in the city that I love working with. Um, these these hectic event guys they throw events locally. Of course, now they can't do that, so they've moved to the digital festival. Uh, the, one of the main organizers who I'm very close with, uh, Mac. He is a graphics wizard, and he's also a great producer and DJ as well. So I'm really excited to show everyone the stage, this virtual stage that he's prepared, because really all I was filming on was just a green screen behind me and like, you know, my, my decks in front of me, but he's going to put me on like this massive virtual stage. So I'm really excited to show everyone. Oh my goodness, um, it'd be like yeah. you performing in Vegas. Yeah, basically, probably better because it's like, yeah, it's just you're totally submerged in it and it's right in front of you, you know? So how does that work? Like when they, I know, because I know uh, definitely a lot about green screening, but 
as far as for you getting into the whole atmosphere. So you're on headset and you're actually just playing your your beat yeah. song. So yeah, yeah, it's and and you honestly you kind of forget that you're on camera because yeah. it's really easy to zone into the mix, um, especially because the way that DJs play nowadays, like this, I would call this festival style of DJing, very quick transitions. You know, you're not playing a song for more than a minute to a minute and a half kind of thing. Um, so you're always doing stuff. It's very easy to just get lost in that. And you'll see that when I perform, the music often takes over my hands are moving and I'm just bouncing around everywhere. I'm just totally uh, 110% in it. Yeah. So is this like a set list that you have or is this kind of just freestyle for you, Prison? Like when you're playing, like when you say, yeah, it's a song, a minute and a half or whatever. And um, is so, it just come quickly or is it? Awesome. Great question, actually. Generally, for something like a prepared set with a prepared set time and, you know, and the fact that you want to showcase all this stuff, it generally, I prepare it ahead of time. I'm still mixing in real time. You know, I'm still doing what I'm supposed to be doing as a DJ. It's not like pre-recorded. Yeah. But I do plan my songs ahead of time, you know, roughly where I'm going to mix them in and out, the transitions that I'm planning on doing as well. There is a lot of planning ahead of time. Mm -hmm. um, but that's very common when it comes to, you know, this performance style. Um, if it were more like a regular club gig um, or even just opening for a local guy, if we're talking, you know, a couple months back, I would have my set list prepared, but I wouldn't go as far as planning the transitions and all that stuff. I would have a little bit more, you know, free reign. And, mm -hmm. and I think as an opener, when these bigger guys are coming through, you do have to gradually build up a night. Um, so you don't necessarily want to have something super planned just in case, you know, it's not as busy as it is, right. you know, you thought it was going to be then and you kind of have to keep the vibe a little bit lower, you know? So you really have to do, I think, be more aware of your crowd, right? In your audience, as opposed oh, to like, yes. like a, like a rock, like a band, <laughs> like, sorry, I shouldn't say, but, or like an Ed Sheeran where, you know, he's just doing his hit after hit and they're all here to hear Ed. Yes. You know, you, you're in a club and there's thousands of people, right? That have yep. all different likes and dislikes. And you got to pick that up, don't you? Yeah. And like, you can't come out of the gates hot, right? No. Especially when everyone, like, for example, if it's like a, a club night, absolutely. You have to read the crowd. You have to, you know, see who's digging this, who's tapping their toe to this, who's moving to that, you know? But if it's more like an opener, like if I'm a supporting act on someone rolling through, um, then you definitely, you know, have to be conscious of the energy because it's a very slow buildup. And, um, right. and, and it's very important that you can't, you know, obviously outshine and just like, you know, <laughs> totally get in there and the, the headliner of the, uh, the evening, right? So. No, no, that's yeah. so true. So now if you think of it, like, oh, we don't even know. And that's the really, I guess, the hard part of all of this that we're all in is that it's the unknown. We can't say this is going to happen at this time or whatever. And what I'm thinking about is what do you think the clubs are going to look like and how is that going to affect you too, right? If social distancing and there's no like real dancing or we're all just kind of like in little silos kind of going like that, it's, I, Honestly, I can't imagine it. I can't, I, I can't either. Um, it's going to be very interesting. Either way, as the DJ, I'm social distancing always. I'm tucked away in the booth, right? So yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> You're good. I'm, You're good. I'm good. I'm happy to be doing my job, you know? 
Um, but I honestly, yeah, I didn't, I haven't even thought of that to be honest. Like I, I can't really picture a dance floor with people two meters apart because that just doesn't feel like a dance floor to me. You know, that doesn't feel like it, the reason why we all congregate and rave together, you know? Yeah, no, totally. So, I mean, thinking about that, but now I guess getting back to your new material now, you're going to be launching it. How, well, I guess, yeah, you obviously launch it online. But has that changed too now, I guess, on how you reach everybody with your music? Or is it the same? I think that this digital age has been one of the best things for independent artists ever. Mm -hmm. um, there is uh, so many tools out there for me to access promotion and get my music out there. Obviously, you know, you might have to pay for these things or, you know, know someone who knows someone kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, distribution was the hardest part and now it's so easy i can pay my fee to upload it to spotify you know whatever apple music all of that upload it to soundcloud make a post on instagram tell people it's out it's so easy now there's no like you don't you have you don't have to spend the thousands of dollars that people used to spend on marketing budgets right right yeah you can if you want to and you have great success yeah. but as an independent artist, it's hard, you know? So I think it's one of the best things that's ever happened to independent artists is digitally. Yeah. Well, and on your comments too, in light of yesterday, you know, Blackout Tuesday, which was, you know, originally started by the music industry, you know, um, you know, how much, or how do you, I, I'm gonna ask you personally as an artist, how do you feel, um, I guess about this, and you know your ability to reach a lot of people and influence them not only through your music but for your words you know especially with my um style of electronic music the bass trap as you call it um is is, is basically hip-hop music but with electronic sounds as opposed to someone you know with a top line vocal over it right so there's so much um, respect that I owe, you know, to the, um, you know, the black community that's created this, um, the sound for me, because I like, there's nothing more music is the best thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life, right? Music can teleport me back to a memory. Music can make me happy when I'm sad. And we owe a lot of it, you know, to that community. So eternally grateful. Um, and if my music can go and make people happy, like my friend, um, AKA Andy Ian Henderson, who I collabed, um, on with Take My Hand, he told me the story about a guy he ran into at a music festival that we like to go to, Shambhala Music Festival. Had no idea who this guy was, became friends with him, ended up talking about music. Like, oh, you produce? Yeah, show me some of your stuff. Shows him the song. This is your song. He's like, what do you mean? Yeah, this is my song. He's like, this is my favorite song ever. Like he did, like, it's just the power of music blows my mind, right? Like how people can connect like this. So I, I'm, I'm so grateful that I can touch, you know, lives with my music and people like my music and that my music is a legacy as well as I, I'm just music 110%. It's like what I, it's through my veins, music is in my veins. I don't know what to say, you know? <laughs> Well, you know what, I guess, and this is such a, I think, an important time um, for you to have that. 
And I, you know what I'll, I'll say, that power, the power to reach people and to touch people, because I really think that um, you're right. Music is a lot more powerful right now than words, because unfortunately words can be misinterpreted, obviously now. And uh, I think the beauty of music and however it is too, we can all enjoy. So I'm really curious now. I want my, my lesson in 101 on, on how to create music. But yeah. yeah. So let's talk about your new music because this is what it's all about. Yeah. So um, I, well, you're in my studio right now, actually. Yeah. Um, there's a little <laughs> bit of gear over here, but basically it all happens on my computer, on my MacBook. Um, I've got like a little keyboard here. I don't know if you can see, but I, you know, will write drums and notes on here as well. Like it's all, it's all digital, right? Um, all my synthesizers are digital, samples have obviously been recorded to digital, so um, am I even able to share my screen here? Because I could even show you, you know, I've got the project up here if you want to take a look. Yeah, maybe try and we'll see if my tech guy can, because um, otherwise right now we can't see your screen. Share computer sound. There we go. All right. Oh my goodness. Perfect. Yeah. Me. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to Ableton. Some people says it kind of looks like a spreadsheet and I, yeah, you know, I know. I was just going to say, is this your Excel sheet? Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so this is, uh, my basic project layout here. Um, I tend to group things and I guess you would call a group like also like a bus, for example, for all my audio geeks out yeah. there. Um, so I just tend to group it by drums, vocals, all my synthesizers. I have my own section for the bass and then the section for the kind of like effects. Right. Um, so basically the song all together uh, sounds something like this. <laughs> So isolate uh, sections for you to hear as well. So this would be just a drum. And it would be adding the bass in. So yeah, walking you through it, it's not too much. I've got the kick and the clap and uh, some drums here. Sometimes I like to use audio. Sometimes I like to use MIDI for drums. Depends on what it is. So are you actually making up all of these rhythms or is it like a, a program that, okay, <laughs> or? Every, everything where you see like one of is basically all handwritten, yeah, in, wow. in a sense, okay. yeah. So you place, you place your drums where you want them to go, yeah. you place um, your synthesizers where you want them to go, your vocals where you want them to go. So the vocal itself here, like the... Yeah. Uh, this one right here. Bounce it on the floor. That's a sample, but then Blow. chopped it up a little bit. Bounce it on the floor. This is also a sample, but as you can see, we've done quite a bit of processing here at the bottom. Right. Um, so we've got some frequency shifting, some reverb, compression, uh, phaser as well. Um, but it's basically like a sample that we chop up. <laughs> And then you kind of just manipulate the crap out of it until it sounds wonky and weird. <laughs> um, and so I would say this is a sample of your darker 
music? Yeah, this would be like, uh, it's like you can see this vocal something. I don't know what, where the clip's from, but basically like we, you just process it. You do something again, you process it. You do something else, you process it. It's called resampling. Um, right. So you just, you know, re-record over it and just manipulate it here and there and uh, turn it into something uh, that it wasn't before, basically. You have something and you turn it some, into some, something completely new. Um, yeah, and then there's different sections, obviously, as well. So, like, this is like a little horn oh. section here. Yeah. And those are like the piano notes that I would be playing out, you know? Yeah. Wow. Like, you're like, like music 101. You're like a, a maestro and like conducting a full on orchestra electronically. Yeah, and I think that's what a lot of people don't typically get is that, you know, we're building this from scratch, like literally from scratch. We're programming everything and we generally start with a little eight bar loop and then build outwards and turn it into a song. So all of that that you just showed me right now, okay, so now show me or or let's hear the finished product or like a sample of it. Yeah, let's play the second build up and the second drop. <laughs> screen or whatever and you did a, like a little sample of this um it all sounded like noise but then when you actually broke it down for me you know hearing the bass or whatever and hearing all the different beats hearing that now it's like i get it it's i hear right? it. it's, it's melodic it's like it's not just noise oh wow and it's a whole new element when you can like actually see it and being it broken down and, you, and it's not, exactly. it's really not me just like, t you know, touching a bunch of analog machines and like, it's, <laughs> it's just all on the computer, you know, yeah. Oh, wow. No, this is fascinating. You know, I really appreciate this prism and I mean, it's like a whole, you know, new level of appreciation for what all of you do. And, uh, you know, before we wrap or whatever, I want to just sort of touch on sort of the local music community here. Yeah. We're also part of a group called MAP, M-A-P. Yes. Uh, so that's a much different vibe than the darker experimental bass music. That's more of the traditional house music that you would kind of hear. Yeah. Um, but it's a little weirder than your traditional house music. Um, <laughs> it's like tech, this new wave of tech house it's called which is kind of like it's like some weird combination of techno and house music and then just with weird wonky kind of like bleeps and bloops and computer noises 
Um, and yeah, that, uh, that project started two years ago. Um, yeah. Closer to three, but like officially two. You yeah. know, I, I, when I first met uh, up with Adrian and Marco, the other two in MAP, um, we kind of just got together and they wanted to learn, you know, producing. So for like the first year, it was basically me just showing them all this. And then a year later, we all started making stuff together. And also MAP was booked for a music festival. Uh, this year that unfortunately got uh, postponed so well maybe we can uh, you know uh, do something here locally and and give all of you you know uh, some sort of platform to show your stuff because I think that uh, we're all starving for you know some sort of live is what live will be in this new norm uh, you know it'll yeah, be you're telling me yeah I can't wait <laughs> And yeah, and can you give us the uh, information on this uh, festival coming up this weekend? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's Saturday, uh, I think it's June 6th. It starts at yeah. 8 until about midnight central time. Mm -hmm. um, my friend, Tetrix Bass from Israel, also happens to be playing. Yeah, we got talent from all over the world. I think there's two or three guys from Saskatchewan and then one guy from BC as well. Um, their names, unfortunately, are escaping me right now, but uh, I know their real names, but their stage names are. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so the Winnipeg dudes, myself, Torn, and Noel, um, and then my homie Tetrix, Tetrix Bass from Israel, and then uh, I think Zova is one of them, ZZ, Stankface, those are some <laughs> of the other guys. Um, we're all going to be throwing down some crazy, crazy aggressive music, going to have a lot of fun. Um, how, do and, we, how do we get the link or where do we go online for this? Yeah, so it's twitch.tv slash hectic events. Okay. Um, if you follow me on Instagram or uh, Facebook, I will be posting the link there as well. Um, and I believe once the set airs, I'm also going to be putting it on my YouTube channel. So if you're not able to catch the live stream, you will be able to see my set with the crazy stage. Perfect. Well, I'm going to... Uh, can you just give us your Instagram and all of that, the Facebook too? Right yeah, uh, uh, my Instagram is at Prism Official, so that's P-R-Z-M Official, uh, Facebook.com slash It's Prism, um, and my YouTube, I believe, is also Prism Official. I think it's just, you search Prism, you can find me on YouTube. Um, okay. So either one of those platforms, you'll be able to find it. All right. Well, we really appreciate it. I do so much this opportunity to meet you. I don't think this is going to be the last time we get together or I hope I not. Hopefully the next time we get to see you perform live, which would be so awesome. But, uh, you know, all the best. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, being able to get in touch with more artists like yourself in this time is so cool. Just to see how you are, you know, check in to whatever, but also to help you get your music out because nobody's doing live performances right now. I know. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, was, I had a great time. It was great to meet you, Tracy, and uh, I hope we do cross paths uh, down the road. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of ilikeyou.com. Podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. 
Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.